And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live on this Monday. Casey Justclair here. Hope you guys are enjoying the start of your week. We've got a fun show coming your way. Um, in over the next 90 or so minutes, we're going to be talking about... Whew, we've got all sorts of stuff to talk about, don't we? We've got high school baseball stuff to gossip about. We've got... Uh, Coach Brian Colley, who will be joining us in the next segment of the show for his weekly Monday interview. <clears throat> then we'll go to CCA and get Coach Joe Tuton on the line. We'll have him on. We'll chat about CCA baseball with Joe. Uh, the Lions are playing some good baseball right now. They're getting hot at the right time. Then, <clears throat> you know, we open up the umbrella. At the bottom of the show, we've got our W's and L's. Talk about Lamar Jackson making a fool of himself and now publicly announcing that he wants a trade on social media. Told you guys, Pelicans have gotten hot. May have to eat a little crow about that. LSU is going to the Final Four for the women. LSU baseball beats up on Arkansas after losing game one of the series. We've got all sorts of trouble that we could get ourselves into in the second hour or second, um, the 12 o'clock hour of the show rather. But first, we start with our local high school baseball. There were a lot of teams that were in action on Saturday. And I'll give you a rundown of how the local results went. And then maybe we could update you on some of the things that are going to be happening in the next 24 hours because the schedules got shifted around a little bit. Central Lafouche played two games with St. Michael the Archangel out in the Baton Rouge area over the weekend and lost them both. They lost game one, seven to three. Lost game two, six to two. So a rough weekend for Central Lafouche. And they've got to start getting, um, they've got to start getting interested in their power rating number because they're, I don't know, they're just in a weird spot going into district play. It's brutally tough in Division One non-select right now. The Trojans are sitting at twenty-nine. That's pretty far away from twenty-four. So like things are starting to snowball a little bit, and they've got to figure out a way to get hot to try to punch that ticket into the top twenty-four teams in Division One non-select because it's brutal. Like I'm telling you now, there are a lot of local teams that are in that same boat. Um, a lot of our local power rating numbers are starting to, to, to move down a little bit. Um, local teams started off the season incredible, but it's been a struggle. It's been a bit of a grind. <laughs> Destrahan beats Slidell 7-4 in Game 1 of a doubleheader, defeats Slidell 13-2 in Game 2 of the doubleheader. They take two from Slidell. East St. John loses two to Patrick Taylor, 19-2 in game one, 11-5 in game two. HL Bourgeois loses to Belchase, 7-1. Boy, that's a little bit of a disappointment because Belchase had fallen to HL Bourgeois the day before, but Belchase pays him back with a 7-1 win in that game. <clears throat> Honville beats C.D. White 9-2. Honville will be playing South Lafouche in a, actually on Saturday, and they show that when they got their dudes ready, they could go. They get a victory over E.D. White. Um, Terrebonne plays two with Denham Springs. They lose them both eight to two in game one, 11 to one in game two. So look, y'all, I'm not going to lie. We're over here patting our chest and, you know, doing like Godzilla. Hey, everybody's good. Everybody's the best. Everything's the greatest. This was not our best baseball weekend. A lot of our local teams got beat up this weekend. If we're being frank about it, Riverside beats Ellender two to one. That's another local team that falls. Assumption gets a 10-2 win over Catholic High Point Coupee, so the Mustangs get a big victory, and uh, they continue to be one of the bell cows for the area. Morgan City gets a 12-1 victory over St. Martinville, so a good showing for Morgan City, adding another win to their tally. South Terrebonne loses to Berwick 6-5. 
They had beaten Berwick earlier in the season. The Panthers paid them back, getting a 6-5 to win. Berwick is a team that scares me if I am in Division Three non-select. They're 8-10, and 10, so you look at that and you say, oh, Berwick's not very good. They're 8-10. and 10. No, they have played a murderer's row. They're currently number 8 in power rating projections. That's a team that I would not in any shape, way, shape, or form want to play in the championship game or in the playoffs, rather. Listen to me jumping all the way ahead to the championship game. That's not a team I'd want to face in the playoffs at all in that classification. South Lafouche gets a 26 to nothing win over Booker T. Washington in New Orleans. Um, God bless him. Booker T. Washington is not any good. It was a great opponent for the Tarpons to play on senior night. Opportunity to get everybody into the game. Opportunity to get uh, some guys some work. <clears throat> and the Tarpons beat up on a uh, inferior opponent. Um, Vanderbilt takes two. The Terriers get two big wins over Covington. Covington's a good baseball team. Terriers take two after losing the opening game of that series. Vanderbilt beats them 6-2 in game one, 13-8 in game two, so some good victories for the Terriers. We go down to 3A. St. James beats Patterson 8-2. They get a big win. Then we go down to single A, and we could tell you that Central Catholic and Morgan City played two with Beauchamp, and they win them both. They went 11-4 in game one and 5-3 in game two. Now, that sets the stage for today <clears throat> and today I could tell you that there are a lot of teams that are playing their Tuesday games today on Monday because there tomorrow is supposed to be a washout the weather tomorrow is supposed to be horrifically bad uh rain all day maybe even some severe weather so there are a lot of games that were scheduled for tomorrow that are being played today where it fits because, you know, hey, look, there are also a lot of teams that were just scheduled to play games today in general, like Central Lafouche is playing today. Terrebonne's playing today against Belchase. So just in general, there were a lot of teams that are already in action. But our radio crew is going to be at Assumption. South Lafouche will be taking on Assumption today. You'll be able to hear that one on, right here on KLEB first pitch at 4 o'clock. Tarpons will have an opportunity. South Lafouche got the win over Booker T. Washington. No surprises there, right? Now... You're playing Assumption, a team that's going to win 20 games. That's a chance to get a 40-point victory. You're 31st right now. You've got to get to 24th. You've got to make up almost a three-power-point difference. you got to get some big signature wins. That's the one thing that the Tarpons are lacking on their resume. They're 9-8, and eight, right? So that's not terrible, right? You know, you got, you'd be proud you're 9-8. and eight. You're above 500. But the one thing that you're lacking... And the one thing that's hurting your power rating number right now is that the quality competition that you have faced, by and large, has beaten you. You got to win over Terrebonne. That's a good win. That's a 35-point win. But that's the exception. You lost a 15-win Thibodeau. You lost a 13-win South Terrebonne. You lost a 15-win Lutcher. You lost a 12-win Central Lafouche. So your opportunities, you know, Brobridge Beach, that's a 13-win team. Your opportunities to get wins against big time competition that could have that could potentially have changed your power rating score drastically those games haven't gone so well for you but now you got another opportunity and we'll see if the tarpons can make good on it and could beat up on the mustangs on the road it's going to be a tall task assumptions really good going to be one of the best teams if not the best team that you'll see this season it's going to be a tall task but heck it's a tarpon team that went the full 15 rounds with lutcher a couple nights ago and lost in 10 innings so we'll see how it shakes out 
catch a break when we get back. We're going to Brian Colley, South Lafouche High School Athletic Director. Wax him about that Tarpon matchup, the NCAA tournament, and so much more. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a Continuous Glucose Monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-403-4623. 800-403-4623. 800-403-4623. That's 800-403-4623. It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. And welcome back to play-by-play here on KLEB. Casey just clear here. We go to the phone lines, and we have South Lafouche High School Athletic Director Coach Brian Colley on the line. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are you? Hey, good morning. Doing well. Hope you're doing well. I am. Uh, the Tarpons got off of the schneid over the weekend. They got a victory over Booker T. Washington. 
Look, let's call it what it is. Um, Booker T. Washington is not very good. You better win that game, but you do, and you do so decisively. Get a 26 to nothing win. Score a bunch of runs in the first inning. Uh, I wasn't there. You were. Tell us about that game. Yeah, look, uh, Poppins just came out red hot. Uh, Mason Buzzagard was uh, outstanding on the mound. Uh, he had you know, Booker T. Washington lines off balance. Uh, he, he didn't pitch much, but I think he faced oh eight batters and maybe struck out like five. So uh, he, he was on on point early on in the game, and they made a ch- pitch and change. Got some uh, Connor Shasson came in relief and did a great job for the Tarpons. And Tarpons hit the ball and they put the ball in play. And the one thing when Booker T got on on base, uh, first pitch they were going. They showed their speed, but I think the furthest they got was maybe second base and. Uh, very lopsided game. Tarpons did what they had to do and uh, ended that losing uh, yeah, that losing streak. So that was a, a positive on senior night. Tell me about this, man. Um, I, I looked at the box score and I was alarmed at the fact that they left in their same pitcher pretty much the whole way. So like they're going to have a kid that's going to have an ERA of like 1,000 <laughs> because he took the brunt of that. He threw 100, you know, whatever pitches he capped out. But kudos to him for taking one for the team, man, because I know that's not easy to do, uh, but it was alarming to me. Like, when I saw the score and I went to the box score, I was expecting to see eight, nine, ten guys pitch. No, they had two, and that was alarming to me to see. Yeah, you know, we mentioned that on the broadcast where uh, that pitcher stayed in the game. There was no uh, pitching visits, you know, mound visits or, or anything, and the, uh, the pitcher really stayed in there. Still, uh, I believe it was close to maybe uh, 20 runs he gave up before they uh, they changed pitches, and that's only the fact I think because uh, his pitch count was uh, was dictating that he had to come out of the game. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, taking on Assumption today, Burrow, that's going to be a big challenge. You're facing a Mustang team that folks don't realize might be the best team in the local district. You know, we talk about Vanderbilt and Lutcher and South Terrebonne and all the defending state champions. Assumption might be the best team in that local district. Uh, big challenge, but the Tarpons, I'm sure, are going to be ready because they have faced some big challenges and have done an excellent job handling it. Well, you look last year, uh, Mustangs came into our, our field, Eddie Blanchard field, and took it to us. So uh, hopefully there's a little payback this afternoon. We know we're going to their field. But 15-5 uh, uh, ball club, real good team, uh, well coached. Did not lose a whole bunch from last year. And uh, they're playing well right now. They're coming in on a, a four-game win streak. And uh, they, they played some tough teams along the way. Now, it's not just a, a bunch of cupcakes. They played some, some tough teams and, uh, you know, lost a few of them, won some of them. So a 15-5 and five ball club we're going up against, experienced ball club. The Tarpons are going to definitely have to be ready to go this afternoon. I don't know the pitching plans, um, and I guess maybe this would be a better question to ask Chandler, but, you know, we know Q, it's not going to be Curell. He said is going to get a full week of rest. Sanimo should be ready to go. Mason Buzzigard hardly threw one. So it looks like they got some options is what I'm getting at. Yeah, they, they have plenty of options. And, look, uh, with this stretch coming, you're starting to play three games in a week, and uh, – Hopefully, knock on wood, there's no rain out, so you have to play more. But right now, three games a week, so your uh, your rotation is going to come into play. So you, you need to look down the road, not just today's game, but down the road and try and figure out. I know Coach Rav was really good at that, trying to 
uh, plan his pitching around the schedule to make sure he had, you know, his aces to go up against the better teams. And uh, But the Torpens have plenty of options. The way Sanamo pitched uh, against Lutcher, uh, that would be a great option tonight. But uh, remains to be seen with uh, a few games this week. We'll, uh, we'll see which uh, route Coach Guitros wants to go. No doubt about that. Let's talk about the NCAA tournament, man. It's crazy. We've got four teams left on the men's side. We've got six teams left on the women's side. On the men, um, I don't know that anybody would have predicted this Final Four. I mean, it's unbelievable to think that we got to this point. We knew it would be chaotic. We knew it would be madness, but I didn't know it would be anything like this where, you know, we got Florida Atlantic who's pushed forward and Miami. And, like, these are teams that I've watched throughout the course of the year never would have expected would be a national championship contender. Um, but there are also a lot of people that are looking at this and saying, this is not good for the sport. Um, I don't know what the ratings are going to be like for a San Diego State-Florida Atlantic game. Like, it feels like that's not a big attractive matchup or a Miami-UConn game. I don't know, man. Are you as interested in it? I, I'm going to watch it because I'm a fan of the sport. But I could see where if you're a casual fan, it's not all that attractive to watch Florida Atlantic play San Diego State for it all. You know, I get what they say, but still it's college basketball and they earned their way to play in that game. And I think it, it could be a very good game. Just, you know, don't worry about us. Not the teams that we thought would be in there. It's not going to be a good game. I think it's going to be some good games uh, in, in that Final Four. And, I like to know how many people got uh, at least like two teams out of the final four correct, much less four. I don't know if there's anyone in the country that would have picked all four of these teams because it's uh, is we said it with Ben saying it's a wide open tournament, and uh, look, man, they got some seeds in there you never thought they would be in there, but uh, I'm expecting still some good games regardless who's going to be playing. No doubt about that. Actually, hey, bro, just got some breaking news from Chandler. I think you got the same. Um, Tarpon Baseball is actually going to be starting at 3.30 today as opposed to 4 o'clock, so we might have to move the travel caravan up a little bit. Um, but anyway, let, let, let's talk about the women. Uh, LSU wins yesterday in an ugly game. Held during her uh, mid-game interview, Mulkey said, hey, turn off the channel. This is nasty. This is not good basketball. LSU was kind of winning with their defense. They were missing layups. They were missing free throws. It was not good basketball, but... When you can win games not playing good basketball at such a high level, that's really good. The Tigers are going to the Final Four, man. It's amazing to see. That's exactly right. When you can win some of these games and not play your best, uh, you get, that's one extra tournament win you get, and they got them to the Final Four. And uh, I expect the Lady Tigers to come out and play much, much better uh, in that Final Four game. And look, if they meet up with South Carolina, I think that's going to be a one heck of a game. And I think uh, the Lady Tigers could possibly pull that one out. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, look, man, we had some breaking NFL news earlier today. Lamar Jackson announced today on social media that he has requested a trade from the Baltimore Ravens. Remember Saturday we were talking with Stan about, you know, what's going on? Like, they're, they're like there's something that smells like a fish here. Boy, my instincts were right on that one because there is something going on. He's actually requested a trade, and he requested a trade on March the 4th. And maybe that's part of the reason why no one has signed him is because they know he might just be available in the open market here soon via the trade route. What are your thoughts, man? It looks like the the top quarterback on the market is now Lamar Jackson, and he doesn't want to go back to Baltimore at all. Yeah, I mean, you can look at it one of two ways with uh, Lamar Jackson, where 
nobody wanted them. Now, on a trade, well, somebody, would they want to trade them? I don't, I don't know if they even would want to do that. So uh, that's a strange situation where you think he would be a starting quarterback in the NFL, and, I mean, he can't even find a place to, to play. Yeah, that's unbelievable, man. Um, you saw the Tarpons play Saturday. I did not. They're now going on the road playing Assumption. Uh, what do you think are some keys to victory? Because it seems like we're going to have maybe a little bit less of a pregame show than normal with the early start time. So let's kind of hammer it down now. What are some keys to victory going out to Napoleonville and trying to find a way to win? Uh, I just keep building on the uh, the game that you had on Saturday. Some of that confidence. Hopefully they got you know, some of their uh, bats hot. And, again, pitches. I don't know who's going to be starting again, but throw strikes. Uh, let your defense work behind you. And I think the Tarpons have been doing a pretty decent job of that this year, where uh, you know controlling uh, the guys at the plate, throwing strikes, making them swing, and uh, not make many errors in the outfield. So if they can uh, just do that and, and not let the Mustangs start fast, I think the longer they can stay in that game, the better chances they have. What, where's track this week? Where's the track meet? Do you know? Uh, I believe at Vanderbilt. It was uh, scheduled. We had a freshman meet, I think, scheduled for tomorrow. That's been pushed back to Wednesday. Okay, sounds good. And, and last question that I got for you before I let you go. Look, baseball is back usable again. You know, we had a home game there. Uh, the gym is reopened. Uh, football, you know, maybe some tweaks here or there. You know, maybe, I don't, I don't know what still may be left there. Softball's back rolling. Like, facility-wise, is everything, and I'm knocking on wood as I say this, like, is everything pretty much back up and running again? Uh, Athletic-wise, yeah. Pretty, uh, I think we have everything back up and running. Uh, Academic-wise, no. we still got some classrooms that uh, have cement floors. Uh, some parts of the building still no ceiling tiles. And uh, auditorium still off-limits. So that, that's going to be hopefully – uh, maybe when they get back to school next year, that uh, auditorium would be back uh, back up and running. But athletic wise, we uh, we probably we, I guess close to hundred uh, percent as we've been in a long time. Sounds like a winner, bro. Thanks so much for the time. See you in a little bit. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yep, that is Coach Brian Colley doing a good job as always. Uh, the Tarpons are going to be playing Assumption at three thirty with the impending weather. Moving in. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we're going to talk to Joe Tuton of CCA. It is play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Chevrolet Suburban, Tahoe, Traverse, Blazer, Equinox, Trailblazer, Trax. Looking for the room to haul your passengers and cargo area to fit your needs? Golden Motors has your SUV waiting for you. Come on in and check them out. Special APR as low as 2.9% for 60 months on 2023 Chevy Equinox. Hurry before it's gone. Chevy, find new roads. Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and cutoff on the back road. 325-1000. Price is priority. 2.9% APR with approval through GM Financial. See dealer for details. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. 
Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Meet our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Your good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call state farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belts and related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. 
Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Justclair here. We go to the phone lines one more time, and we're going to have Joe Tutone with CCA Baseball on the line. Coach Joe, what's good, man? How we doing? Good afternoon. Hey, good, buddy. We're just trying to avoid the rain this week, get some baseball in. That's going to be a challenge now, isn't it? Uh, trying to get some baseball in. You know, Salafouche moved their Tuesday game up to today, and they actually moved the start time from 4 to 3.30, but it's expected to rain tonight. So it's going to be a challenge. I'm sure everybody's battling the same thing. Has your schedule been altered any so far? Is there anything we should know about? Uh, Casey, I had. I'm, I go to Vermillion Catholic tomorrow, and I go to St. Charles Catholic on Wednesday. So the two rain dates, I think we got a little bit more of a, a threshold because they have a turf field. So hopefully we can still get it in. But I'm still good for tomorrow, Tuesday at Vermillion Catholic. You guys have gotten hot. You guys have started to play some good baseball in recent weeks. And, you know, you've been telling us that this was coming, right? I mean, you, you, that's not a big surprise to you all. Uh, so talk about, the, you know, the way the last couple of weeks have gone for your team, man. Yeah, I mean, I tell you, I think our guys have really stepped up to the challenge. We're in full baseball mode. Uh, our pitchers' arms are in shape. Uh, you know, listen, I think when you, you know, when you get almost April, I think our guys can kind of take it up a notch. They, they know that, listen, seniors, this is it. we got three weeks left. We got to go as hard as we can go, and, and I think our guys are hungry, and I think our guys are, are kind of smelling the blood in the water. So I feel pretty excited. You know, I mean, we had a really good week last week. I feel excited going into Vermillion Catholic. It should be for the district championship. So uh, I, I think our guys are self motivated. So I, I feel like we we in good shape going into this week. Has it been your your offense? Has it been your defense? Has it been a little bit of a mixture of both? Give us a rundown of what's been helping you out so far. I think, listen, it, it all starts and stops with pitching. We talk about it. Our pitching was really strong last week. Uh, we were able to score a couple runs early and uh, and knock the other team starter out when we did that. Offensively, uh, our guys kind of feasted, you know, on the bullpen pitching that we saw. So I think a little bit of both. I think our guys are doing a good job of throwing strikes and catching the baseball. When you do that, you give yourself a chance to win. Your district is tough. Your classification is tough. We talk about this often here on the show. People don't realize, you know, they would say, oh, single A, you know, that's going to be some smaller teams, whatever it may be, blah, blah, blah. That's nonsense in baseball. Single A baseball is as good as any other classification in the state. And your bracket is going to consist of some big time power programs, you know, yourself, Wachita Christian, Ascension Catholic, Opelousa Catholic, you know, there's some great competition. Uh, Talk about, you know, the challenge of making sure that you're ready for that because those three-game series are going to be tough. Well, you know, Casey, if you didn't know, it ain't even a three-game series for us. That's anymore. right. Yeah, it, yep, G did tell us that. The whole bracket's one game. You're right. Yeah, my bad. Uh, make, makes it even tougher. And I feel like, uh, you know, Washington Christian, Ascension Catholic, Opelousas Catholic, Catholic Appoint Capine kind of speaks for itself. Uh, you know, hopefully we get mentioned with those guys. But I think uh, – it really comes down to the little things, and I think what we've we've done pretty good this year. We've kind of been battle tested, and I think that's why we play a tough out of division schedule because I think you need to face some plus plus arms. Because look, I mean, we saw Hanson; they had a Louisiana Tech commit the other night. We faced Laurelville with a with a ULL signee. Uh, we faced Ascension Catholic with two Northwestern guys and a ULM signee. So 
across the board, I think we're running across some plus A arms, and, and hopefully that'll get us kind of prepared for the one-game series because I feel like that's what you're going to see in a one-game series. And in a one-game series, there's no room for any mental errors. I mean, you know, you know, one pitch, you you take one playoff, you're going home. So I think our guys are prepared for it. I think our schedule prepares us for it. So. Uh, I mean, it should be fun. It should be, the, uh, you know, a fun three weeks going into, you know, into the last quarter of the season. Here's the thing, Joe. And, and, you know, I don't, however the playoff is for you all, it is what it is. And you guys got to adjust or whatever. And if you don't want to comment on this, I understand as you're coaching, it might put you in an awkward situation. I don't like the explanation of you guys can't have a three-game series like everybody else because there's not enough umpires. That part of it, I, I, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's acceptable. I think the state needs to do better to recruit or whatever it may be. I don't feel like you guys should get penalized because there's not enough adults willing to be part of the process. To me, that stinks, man. Listen, I 100% agree, Casey. I think uh, since we went to the three-game series, CCA has never got popped first round. We've been fortunate. You know, we went to, we went to the Final Four a couple of times. We've been the th- we've been the third round twice. I think it's a, it's a bad call. I think it's a bad call on the executive committee without checking with our ads, our principals, or giving us a vote on it. Uh, it hurts us as a team because I think our team. I like to play our team against somebody else's team, and in a one game series, you know you can ride one arm that'll take you all the way to the championship. And I don't know if the better team wins in a one game series. Uh, I think it's bad business. I think. Uh, that, uh, you know, if it's an umpire shortage instead of us playing a weekend series, I think all of us coaches in select Division Four would agree to play a series on a Monday and a Tuesday. Uh, I think that's just a, that's a cop-out. Hopefully we can get it changed back next year, but I agree with you 100%. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that because, yeah, that, that that's not right. Guys got some big baseball this week, taking on Vermilion Catholic tomorrow, hopefully, uh, weather permitting. And St. Charles, hopefully weather permitting, that's an opportunity to get 31 points. That's an opportunity against St. Charles to get 35 with the wins and then another for playing up. So, I mean, that it's two big, big games for your club. Then you got Highland Baptist after that. And there's so a... I think, Kate, Go ahead. I think, Casey, the, big, the biggest thing we got to do this weekend, we got to find a way, you know, how to, we got to win two out of three. If we win two out of three, no matter how it falls, get Joe, I mean, we got our work cut out for us, but I think we, you know, listen, our guys are going to show up. We'll be prepared. Hey, Joe, you cut out on us a little bit there. Can you repeat what the most important thing for your team is? You you broke out when you started to talk. Yeah, yeah, Casey. I said I think that uh, we need to win two out of three this weekend to keep us, you know, in the top ten in the power ratings in, in Division Four Select. Uh, I think if we do that, you know, we'll be in really good shape. Our guys should, you know take care of business i mean we just got to go out there and perform and i think if we do what we need to do we'll put ourselves in a good situation that yeah good good stuff man look um we talk about lsu baseball here often when we have you on and and i i really believe this joe i believe that um the great team is not the team that plays well when things are going well right i mean that's easy anybody could play you know with a 10 run lead and could do great things when there's no pressure I think the great teams are the teams that respond the best from adversity. LSU gets knocked on their behind on Friday. Their number one pitcher, you know, he gets beat. and Well, I, I say he gets beat loosely. They kind of beat up the bullpen. But anyway, they lost the game when he was pitching. 
And there are a lot of people that were saying, okay, well, now you got a couple of lesser arms. You're facing a good team. Maybe LSU's not going to win this series. They had other plans because they showed up on Saturday in the doubleheader, tore the cover off of the ball, and beat the snot out of Arkansas twice. Joe, to me, that's the most impressive thing LSU's done this season is showing, hey, we could get up off the mat and we could come back swinging. That was a great showing on Saturday. Well, Casey, listen, no doubt. Listen, LSU, that was the most impressive they played this year. I mean, basically, you know, losing game one on Friday with your number one going, and uh, even though he didn't lose it, uh, I think that the the guys got together, and I'm going to tell you this, LSU just feasts on mediocre pitching. I mean, I I, I believe, you know, know, uh, I mean, with with that lineup, I, I mean, uh, you know, with Tommy Tanks, you know, with Dylan Cruz, Gavin Dugas. I mean, I think you got all guys that are draftable guys that, that really have a chance of playing at the next level. And if you don't have your A game on the mound, these guys are going to find a way to score five or six runs a game pretty easily. I, I Listen, LSU baseball is, is just it's, it's tremendously fun to watch if you're an offensive-minded baseball guy. Let me ask you this, and, and I get maybe this isn't the right time to ask this question because – Skeens did get beat on Friday, and Arkansas was able to pull it off. But if you were a team, Joe, that had a good starting pitcher, but maybe your offense was a little lacking, but he wasn't quite at the level of Skeens, and you were playing a three-game series, would you ponder throwing your number two or your number three against him on that Friday and kind of trying to save a little bit for the next day and maybe put your number one against their number two or their number three and try to steal one there? Or do you think that doing that, because I heard, I, I hear both sides of the argument. I hear people say, hey, I got to do what's best for my team. But then I also hear coaches say, psychologically, that would be like we're waving a white flag and like we think that's in the bad message. If it were you, would you consider making that move? Uh, I, listen, no doubt. I do it in high school baseball in a three game series. If they have an ace that I really don't think we can beat, then I will take my chances with my number three against their number one. Hopefully you could steal one. If you lose it, then you got your number one against their number two, and then your number two against their number three, you know, hopefully to win the series for you. I, I mean, that's just me. I can tell you uh, it's very seldom is LSU going to lose a game one uh, with the kid that they have pitching. So I, I don't think it's a bad idea. I see both sides of it, and I think at the level that LSU baseball is, I don't think there's that much difference between the number one and the number three, so I don't think the psychology of LSU baseball will get hurt no matter who they run to the mound. No, I agree with that, and I think that's very well said. Last question before we let you go. The MLB's right around the corner, actually starting this coming weekend. Uh, all the rule changes. By this time next Monday, whenever I'm doing this show, are people going to be panicked, or do you think it's going to be better than what people expect? I think we'll just we'll have to adjust. I don't think people's going to panic. I think we'll get used to the rules like anything else. And uh, baseball is going to be baseball, so I think it should be fun. Sounds like a winner, bro. Thanks so much for the time. Hope Mother Thank Nature you, allows you guys to get some games tonight. As Joe Tutone with CCA doing an excellent job. As always, let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we'll talk some LSU baseball, some LSU women's basketball, everything in between. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. 
Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Gisler, happy to be here. We're at 12.15. We've got about another oh, 40 or so minutes to spend with you all today. Hope everybody's enjoying the start of their day. I know Mondays are a little rough sometimes, but we're going to pick up the pieces and make sure that everybody's having a great rest of the day. It was a good sports weekend, y'all. It really was. Between the NCAA tournament in March Madness and the LSU women's basketball team and LSU baseball, like there was so much going on. There was high school baseball all around the area. So let's talk about the LSU baseball team for a second. And, and I, we talked about this with Joe in the last segment of the show. Is that I really believe that one of the biggest traits of a team that has championship fabric is a team that could overcome some stuff, right? Because you're, fa- you're, you're playing in the SEC. You're going to have to overcome some stuff. You're not going to just blow out everybody, right? Like that's LSU fans think that they're going to do the same thing to... You know, Auburn and Arkansas that they're doing to New Orleans and Sanford and Central Connecticut State and run ruling and getting seven inning. That's not reality. 
So to me, when Paul Skeens loses game one, and again, I say Paul Skeens loses the game loosely because he didn't lose the game. He, he was incredible. He allowed one run. They beat up the bullpen at the end of the game. They won 9-3 to three in 10 innings. They beat up the LSU back into the bullpen, and they steal game one. And Stan and I are talking on Saturday morning like, you got two unproven starting pitchers, and you got you know a team that's reeling a little bit. Like, ah, I don't know how this is going to go the rest of the weekend. So I'll be honest, I didn't see with my eyes any of the baseball on Saturday. I was over at the dunk contest and three-point competition, but I was following the scores on the phone. Game one, 12-2, 16 hits, 12 runs scored, you win 12-2. And oh yeah, that's after you allow your only two runs in the top of the first inning. So you lose, you get knocked on your behind, you lose. And then you come back the next day, and you're losing 2 nothing before you even get a chance to bat. And you're losing 2 nothing after the first inning. And the fact that the team was able to just say, all right, okay, no big deal, let's keep going. And win that game via a run rule, 12-2, to two, blow them out in seven innings, that's impressive. That's impressive for a lot of reasons. A, because it shows character in Moxie. B, Arkansas is the number six team in the country. So it's not like you're playing William and Mary. It's not like you're playing, you know, Sisters of the Poor. It's not like you're playing, you know, in the, any of the, the 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 cupcakes that you may have played before. You're facing a team that may make the College World Series, and you blew them out of the water. And then, okay, that's cool. You got them once. Where the series is even. What's going to happen the next game? Again, you show an ability to overcome adversity. LSU started off game three of the series not playing well. Again, you fall behind two runs before you even come to the plate. Your starting pitcher struggling. You're losing four to two in the top of the third inning, two to nothing in the top of the first inning. You're having a hard time. You don't get a good outing from Thatcher Hurd. I don't know that Thatcher Hurd's going to be in the weekend rotation anymore. And again, you have the ability to just exhale and then just go dominate the rest of the game. After falling behind 4-2 to two in the bottom of the third inning, LSU went on an onslaught, and they won the rest of the game 12-1, to one, recorded 11 more hits, scored 14 runs total, and LSU's now in a spot where they're 4-2 and two in the SEC. They've won two straight SEC series. They're playing very well, and they're doing all of the right things right now. And the most impressive thing of the weekend was the fact that the Tigers were able to win when Skeens wasn't on the mound. You got a great starting effort from your Saturday starter, Ty Floyd. Six and one-thirds innings, three hits allowed, seven strikeouts, one run. He was incredible. You didn't get a very good starting effort from your Sunday starter, Thatcher Hurd, but you get an amazing relief effort from Garrett Edwards, who pitches four innings, allows two hits, six strikeouts, was unbelievably good. And now I think that you have a better idea of what your guys are capable of, of who's capable of holding what roles and who's able or better able to manage those three-game SEC series. The Tigers are now 4-2 and two in the league. They have won a series with the number 15 team in the country. They have won a series with the number 6 team in the country. 
when they start playing some of the lesser SEC competition, which I know that's few and far between because the league is loaded, they're going to beat you up because that's the thing about this team. And Joe said it in the last segment, and Joe's 100% correct. If you don't have an arm that is the best of the best of the best, they're tattooing you. Arkansas threw that little lefty on Friday, and he had some luck. He had some success. He got some outs. He was very effective. The rest of the series, they got slaughtered. And if you don't have an MLB caliber arm, they're hitting you, and they're hitting you hard. So this is going to be the thing that's going to be impressive about this team, or or the reason why I'm so high on their hopes for the NCAA tournament is that I think they're capable of playing the long game. If they get into a regional and they win the first game and then maybe they win the second game or however you want to shake it out, and then they start having to face teams that are chasing games and that are playing and have played a lot of games and are down to their bullpen, you're not holding them under 20 runs. And I say that jokingly, tongue-in-cheek, but seriously, you're not holding them under 10. So they just put so much pressure, and they're going to be such a tough out, and it was so impressive to see. That's the first thing. The second thing was LSU women's basketball making it to the Final Four. Let's talk about that. Kim Mulkey leads her team to the Final Four. Remember she said before the tournament, oh, you know, it's we shouldn't be talking about the Final Four. It's only year two, blah, blah, blah. That's all coach speaks. She knew they had a chance to make it to the Final Four, and they do. LSU beats Miami yesterday in the NCAA tournament, uh, 54-42. to The Tigers um, win the Greenville Regional and punch their ticket to Dallas, where they will now compete for the national championship next week. Two things stood out. A, it's that as great of a coach as Kim Mulkey is, and she is, and I don't mean to take any shine off of what she's done at all, Sign her to a lifetime deal at this point, and I'd be content. How bad was Nikki Fargus? LSU had been to the Final Four like four or five years in a row at one point. I know because I was at the school at the time. Then they hire Van Chancellor, and look, Van Chancellor back in the day was a good coach, right? I mean, he was okay. He had a couple of them Final Fours built in there, but he was old. He didn't like recruiting anymore, whatever it may be. Get rid of him, then you hire Fargus. I said often during Fargus's tenure that I didn't think it was good enough, the fact that LSU was just going 20-10, and 10, sneaking into the tournament, winning a first-round game, bowing out. Oh, it's women's basketball. Who cares? Well, I care. I care. It's my alma mater. They should be good at everything. And they let it drag on and on and on and on. And then before you know it, then they were starting to miss the NCAA tournament altogether. And then they were starting to go below 500. It just got to a point where it never should have gotten. So while, yes, Kim Mulkey is incredible, and, and she deserves nothing but accolades for turning this program around, my first take is that how in the hell did Joe Oliva let the previous administration be in place as long as he did? That's shameful. The LSU fan base was owed Kim Mulkey and the big contract because of the crap that they had to watch for nearly a decade before that. That's the first thing. The second thing is just... The poise level of LSU for a young team, I think is really good. Because let's be honest, LSU did not play well yesterday. They were 19 of 63 from the field. That's 30%. They made one three-pointer. They were one of 12 from the field from three. 
combined, the two teams were one of 27 from three. LSU had a big advantage at the free throw line. They made 15 free throws compared to six for Miami. They had an edge there. But the one thing that I could take away from this is that when things are not going well, when Angel Reese is struggling and she's three of 15 from the field, when your shots from the outside are not falling, when you're having a hard time scoring and your bench has only contributed seven points, and it's a it's a sluggish and sloppy game and not an exciting game to watch. I saw panic from Miami. I saw a team that was trying to press. I saw a team that was trying to do different things outside of their normal plan to try to make it happen. I didn't see LSU start pressing. I didn't see LSU start changing what they do. I didn't see LSU flinching an inch. And I think that a lot of that has to do with Mulkey. Now, where does it go from here? Do I think LSU should be favored to win the national championship? No, it's still South Carolina's tournament, right? But once you get into that single elimination four-team tournament, you never know what might happen. And the fact that an LSU team that has lost so much off of last year's team and that is currently waiting on the number one recruiting class in the country was able to get this far to where they've now won four NCAA tournament games this season. It's unbelievable to think. And this is just the launching pad of where this program's going to go. You're launching from here to where. If your starting point of your launching pad is the final four, you're in a position where you could potentially rule the sport for a long, long time. And that, to me, is unbelievable to think that Mulkey is able to do that in just two seasons. To put LSU from the mat, bloody nose, laying on the concrete, to all the way in this spot in two years, that's incredible. It's absolutely, positively incredible. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we'll get our W's and L's. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE 102.7 FM Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the rage and Cajun. 1600 AM, KLEB and 102.7 FM. It's Ford Truck Month at Calvin Braxton Ford. Now offering 60 months 0.9 APR on all 2022 F-150s with $2,000 off MSRP. Get a great deal on all 2022 Explorers with $2,000 off MSRP. The sporty 2022 Ford Edge has $4,000 off MSRP. So now's the time to buy. Test drive one today at Calvin Braxton Ford. 5878 LA1 in Lockport. Big town inventory, small town prices. Offers good till April 3rd. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with all new technology and improved great fuel economy. 
Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper, or if it's just you for your daily commute, the confident and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Join Talk on the Bayou from 10 to 1130 a.m. Monday through Friday on the Raging Cajun. We cover local news topics, politics, and entertainment each weekday. And it's all brought to you in part by Lady of the Sea General Hospital, Rev, and Thibodeau Regional Health System. Talk on the Bayou Monday through Friday from 10 to 1130 a.m. Right here on the Raging Cajun KLEB 1600 a.m. and 102.7 FM. Animal shelters everywhere are struggling. Many are seeing pets adopted during the pandemic being returned due to staggering inflation. Lafouche Parish is no different. Launch LaVille nonprofit has come up with a way to help. With the first ever Boulettes and Balloon Fest, starting with the Balloon Glow on Friday, March 31st, from 5 until 10 p.m. And Saturday, April 1st, 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. Enjoy great food, music, and local crafts at Oak Ridge Park in Golden Meadow. Visit LouisianaTravel.com to plan your trip today. Hey, Louisiana, how are you stopping litter? In Terrebonne Parish, we put our trash in a bag and never out the car window. In Bienville, we bag it, tie it, and put a lid on it. We keep litter out of our lakes in Lafayette. And in Calcasieu Parish, we keep our roads clean by clearing out our truck beds and securing our loads. We need every person in every parish to stop littering and keep Louisiana beautiful. For more litter prevention tips, visit LetLouisianaShine.org. Sponsored by the Louisiana Lieutenant Governor's Office and Keep Louisiana Beautiful. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Oh boy, there. 
some interesting people out there. You make a joke about Gus Fring and people are trying to insinuate things and watch a little more TV, bro. Good God. And people who know what I'm talking about know what I'm talking about and I don't need to explain any further. Ooh, what What's that supposed to mean? What are you trying to insinuate? You know what? I'm not even going to humor it. I'm not even going to give them the time of the day as much as I want to yell and scream and do a whole segment shouting out crazy people on Facebook. I'm not going to do that because that gives them exactly the attention that they want and the attention that they're not creative enough nor smart enough to get in their everyday lives. Uh, Let's get our W's and L's here on play-by-play. Our first W goes to the LSU baseball team, which, as we talked about last segment, showed why they're the number one team in the country showed why they're the number one team in the country. They were able to overcome adversity. They were able to win without skeins on the mound. And they're an offense that just absolutely maul drags everything in their path. They're an offense that mercilessly just destroys opposing pitching, period. Like, there's no other way to explain it. They slash and burn opposing teams' pitching. Arkansas threw a lefty in the opening game of the series, and he had some success. When they got into their their lesser arms, their second and third tier arms, they didn't have a chance. And to piggyback off of that weekend W for LSU baseball, we're going to give a weekend W to Dylan Cruz. Because Dylan Cruz is probably the best college baseball player. And I, I I always hesitate to say ever because I'm not old enough to have seen everybody else, right? And I always feel like it's arrogant to say, oh, he's the best ever when I haven't physically watched everyone play. But you would have a hard time telling me definitively that someone is much better than Dylan Cruz. For the season, he is batting 531. For the season, he has 43 hits and 81 at-bats with 9 home runs and 32 RBI. His slugging percentage is nearly 1,000. .988. His on-base percentage is 658. So that means that his OPS, which is on-base plus slugging, is like 1.6, which if anything over, anything in the 900s is incredible. Anything above one is like Jesus mode. 1.6, like that is like Chuck Norris level production. That is like Hulk Hogan from the 1980s starting his Hulk up combined with the strength of Chuck Norris combined with Barry Bonds, all in a high school, or high school, all in a collegiate player. It's ridiculous what Dylan Cruz is doing. He's hitting 531. 53% of the time he gets a hit. I can't roll out of my bed successfully 53% of the time. I can't walk up a flight of steps without falling on my ass successfully 53% of the time. But this dude could hit a 90-plus mile-per-hour fastball successfully for a hit 
53% of the time. This dude, 66% of the time when he comes up to the plate, ends up standing safely on first base. That's ridiculous. And again, I hesitate to use everybody, but I didn't see everybody play. Right? I didn't see, you know, this guy play college baseball, that guy play college baseball. I didn't, I didn't see it. But he's the best that I've seen. 531 batting average, 1.645 OPS, 32 RBI in 24 games, 26 walks to go with 12 strikeouts. That's unheard of. And I get that teams are more inclined to pick pitchers high in the draft because pitchers are maybe a little more rare and a little harder to find. You can't find or you can't tell me that this dude shouldn't be the number one overall pick in the MLB draft. Like, I think he could go play at the MLB level right now and hit 250. It, it, it's it's unbelievable, unbelievable the impact that he has made in Baton Rouge. And that goes to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's demanded a trade from the Baltimore Ravens. I want no part of Lamar Jackson. You guys know that. I don't want any part of him because of the skill set. And I don't want any part of him, you know, because I think that he's at risk to get injured over the long haul. But this offseason has proven to me I just don't want him at all. It's a headache. He's always on Twitter tweeting this and tweeting that. Like it's a miniature version of Michael Thomas. Oh, I just wanted to let my fans know the reason why I made this decision. Blah, blah, blah. Get off of social media. Be a grown-up. Let's talk about something. Real-life progress happens with a verbal person-to-person conversation. Not you sending and posting a screenshot of your shared note on your iPhone. Not you taking out frustrations after a loss on a fan on Twitter. Get off of Twitter for a second, bro. There's a mystery agent that's not actually an agent who's negotiating for Lamar Jackson and the NFL PA is having to send out warnings. I don't want any part of it. It feels like a mess. And in life, if someone gives away something that is perceived as good, then usually that thing isn't as good as what people think it might be. And the fact that the Ravens are not bending over backwards to sign him to a long-term deal tells me there's probably a lot of slime there. Don't want any part of him. He's going to watch your team play at the end of the season because he's going to be hurt. There's going to be drama. He's not going to get along with this one. He's going to be tweeting and subtweeting about that. I don't want him. Weekend W goes to the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm often critical of the New Orleans Pelicans here, but they got back into the top 10 this week and got a couple of big wins. They beat up on the Clippers a couple of days ago. The Pelicans are playing some of their better basketball without Zion Williamson right now. Now they're in the midst of a long road trip, and they've got to keep it rolling because the West, there's so much parity. There's so many teams bunched and condensed up amongst one another that it'll be a challenge for them to stay there but the Pelicans had a great weekend, and they deserve a weekend W. A weekend L goes to LeBron James. LeBron James returns to the lineup yesterday against the Chicago Bulls after proclaiming that doctors told him he should be out for the season. He played okay. had like 18, 19 points. His team lost at home to the Bulls, which is kind of embarrassing. 
And then, at the end of the game, we saw yet another shining and glistening example of why he's not the greatest player to ever play the game of basketball. Late in the game, Patrick Beverly spun or got into the lane, pivoted, spun, shook LeBron James out of his shoes, almost made him fall down and made a little floater, then did the old you're too small gesture right in LeBron's face. To which LeBron James put his head down, walked back to the bench, and nothing happened. No one would have done that to Michael Jordan. No one would have done that to Kobe Bryant for two reasons. A, they knew that Michael and Kobe would have beat the hell out of him right there and would have gotten thrown out of the game. They would have beaten the snot out of them physically, like fist fighting them for insulting them that way. That's the first thing. LeBron didn't have the courage to do that. The second thing is they would have feared what would have happened the next time their paths would have crossed. You pull that little stone and that little charade, oh, you're too small. You do that to Kobe Bryant, he's scoring 100 on you the next time that he plays you. You pull that charade on Michael, Michael is making sure that you are switched onto him the entire next time that the teams play. And he would have put Patrick Beverly in the block and would have backed him down and would have beat him up physically, emotionally, and mentally. The next time they played, he would have scored 60 and the Bulls would have beaten Patrick Beverly's team by 40. There's that fear level. You wouldn't poke those bears, but you can poke that bear because that bear's got to be politically correct and friendly all the time because we got to make TV shows with our friends and because it's not about basketball. It's about the brand. Give me a break. That's why you're not the best player of all time because people are able to make fun of you in your face and you don't do a damn thing about it. Weekend W goes to Kim Mulkey, of course, for obvious reasons. We're not going to linger over it again. We did a whole segment on that. She led the LSU women's basketball program from the gutters, pushed them all the way into the NCAA tournament final four. Just an unbelievable job from a coach that is one of the best to ever do it. Um, Weekend L goes to Ben Simmons. (laughs) Ben Simmons has been announced as being out for the rest of the regular season because, oh boy, our guy Ben's got that lingering back issue again, that same injury that he had last year when he didn't feel like playing anymore. That doggone back injury keeps Ben out of all these playoff games, boy. It's tough. It's tough to be a max contract, 30-plus million-dollar player, boy. Ben Simmons can never quite stay healthy for postseason, right? It's not that he's its not that he's afraid to be embarrassed, right? It's not that he's a thin-skinned egomaniac who's afraid to get exposed nationally like the last time he played in the playoffs when he didn't have enough courage to physically hit the square button and shoot the basketball. It's not, not because of that. That's because I got a back issue, boy. That My back's killing me. Ben Simmons should be sent home by the Nets and... I get that you can't release somebody and recoup any money. He should be sent home for the remainder of his deal, and he shouldn't play anymore in the NBA at all. At all. Who wants a dude who scores like four points, five rebounds, three assists? Who wants that? He can't physically and mentally bring himself to shoot the basketball. So teams have learned. We're just not going to guard you at all. And the only time we're going to guard you is like, let's say when you get into the paint, we're not going to just let you go dunk it. And that allows teams to help off of other shooters, help off of other players. 
And here's the dirty little secret. Used to be able to get away with it a little bit, but he used to be an elite defender. He doesn't guard anymore either. So now he is overpaid, can't score, and has become the biggest and worst contract in the NBA and one of the biggest and worst contracts in the history of the sport. Shouldn't be in the NBA at all anymore. It's embarrassing to basketball what he has done in the last couple of years. Insulting people's intelligence. Oh, I got a mental health issue and anxiety. I suffered from depression for two years. I forced myself to leave home. A torturous thing for me to do. I forced myself to carry my car on the Burglaros Highway to Homa to a job that I hated for two years. Making nothing. 35, 40 grand a year. You're making 30 million guaranteed and you can't play because you got a mental health issue because you're scared to lose. Let's call it like it is, Ben. You're afraid to lose. You're afraid to fail. That's not mental health, bro. That's not depression. That's not anxiety. That's cowardice. That's what that is. That's being a coward. Get out of here. And W goes to Caitlin Clark of the University of Iowa, or I think it's actually maybe Iowa University. Um, Best women's basketball player in the country, bar none. She made eight three-pointers, sending her team to the Final Four yesterday. 41 points, 10 rebounds, 12 assists. She did have nine turnovers, but she was unbelievable. 11 of 19 from the field, 8 of 14 from the three-point line, 11 of 13 from the free-throw line. Iowa's likely going to be facing South Carolina in the Final Four, and my inclination is to say that no one could beat South Carolina. But if she scores 45 with a triple-double, it's going to be tough. And it's going to be tough either way because, look, here's the thing. Even if you defend her well, she still gets 40. Like, she's just that gift. I've not seen a women's basketball player like that in such a long time. Weekend L goes to the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks are going to miss the playoffs entirely. They have gotten beat up on by the Charlotte Hornets two games in a row and are likely now not even going to make the top 10. No play-in, no nothing, no playoffs at all. Mark Cuban drank the poison pill. He went and got Kyrie Irving at the trade deadline for some reason unbeknownst to me. Kyrie Irving has ruined every situation that he's been in since being in the league. He can't help himself. The Mavericks were comfortably in the top 10 when they made the trade. They were trying to catapult to the top. Instead, they are... Dead. Let's stop doing the Kyrie Irving thing. It don't work. He's on social media again, arguing with fans. And he's having fans thrown out of the game who are making fun of him as he said the earth is flat. Thin-skinned egomaniac. He kills your locker room. Luka Doncic openly said this weekend in not so many words, I'm not having fun. You know why he's not having fun? Because he's got a bozo playing alongside of him that drains the energy out of every room that he's ever been in. Do you guys watch Andy Griffith? There's an episode of the Andy Griffith Show, and it's it's after Borny left the show, the episode's in color. Someone tells Goober, who on the show is basically an idiot, someone tells Goober, during like a town hall discussion, hey, Goober, that's a great point. You know, you're really smart. 
It goes to Goober's head. He grows a mustache. He starts thinking he's an intellectual, and he drives everybody in the town crazy because he interrupts every conversation and chimes in with some nonsense. That's Kyrie Irving. Somewhere along the way, someone told Kyrie Irving, hey, man, Kyrie, you're really smart, bro. And he took it to heart, and now he thinks he's like a philosopher, right? Like now he thinks that on any given topic, he's a point of authority. He's a guy that we should come to for answers. The COVID vaccine? Oh, let's talk to Kyrie. What? Excuse me. (laughs) I choked over my own saliva getting so fired up. What's the shape? What's the shape of the earth? Oh, let's go ask Kyrie. He knows. The dude's a joke. And I hate to say shut up and dribble because that's not the right phrase that needs to be used. Shut up and dribble has become a very political thing. And this is not a political argument. But the fact remains the same. Every locker room that Kyrie Irving has entered has left worse after he's gone than it was whenever he entered. You can't win with him. You can't win with him. Not in 2023, you can't. Six, seven years ago, yeah, you could. He won a championship. You could win with him then. Something has changed. Something has changed in that man, and he has killed the Dallas Mavericks. Weekend W goes to Jalen White and Caleb Huffman, and also Quinn Strander, for that matter. Hosted my little uh, dunk and three-point skills competition over the weekend. Thanks to everybody who came, and to those of you all who sent a note saying, hey, you know, wish I could have come, but had weekend plans and stuff going on, and you know the kids had to do this, kids had to do that. <coughs> Excuse me, I completely understand. And there are going to be other future events in the future. But Jalen White and Caleb Huffman came and competed. They're two Nichols contributing players, and Quinn Strander came and just hung out. They made the day. They were welcoming. They were inviting. They were, how could I say this? not acting like they were better than everyone else because there were other adults there. And look, they were more accomplished players than those guys were. But they mingled, interacted. When we, when we, were, when we were doing competitions, they were, favor, they were favored heavily to win. They knew that. But they didn't sleep on the event. They didn't approach it arrogantly. They competed. They did everything that I would want a student athlete to do. Jalen White, Caleb Huffman, Quinn Strander, I'm big fans of all three of y'all. And I was before, but I'm huge fans of y'all now. And sincerely, I told all three of y'all thanks a hundred times at the event Saturday publicly for everybody to hear. Thank you guys so much for coming. It, it, it made the day. It made the day. It made everybody else compete a little harder, try a little harder. It, it, it made the day. It was wonderful. And now goes to the XFL. The XFL just didn't have good attendance numbers this week. And the XFL is dying a slow death as most dwindling um, semi-pro football leagues do. Just dying a slow death. It's not working out. It's not happening. And hopefully, if this thing goes belly up, like I suspect that it might, hopefully it'll be the last time that we try it. Look, in a vacuum, I I, I would hope that there would be football year-round. Right? It's a great thing for fans. It's a great idea. But it, it just has never worked. It just has never worked. And if The Rock can't make it work, then I don't know that anybody can. B 
Betting picks and then we'll get out of here. Um, the Dallas Mavericks, minus four over the Pacers. I just told you that the Mavericks are embarrassing themselves. Um, but with that having been said, it's a must win for them. And I think that they're going to get one tonight. I think that they're going to rally. But there's been a lot of noise out of that place. I think that they're going to circle the wagons. And I think they're going to they're get them one tonight against Indiana. I like um, over 229 for the 76ers and the Nuggets. 76ers are not the same team without James Harden. And, and to me, honestly, it has hurt Joel Embiid's MVP candidacy. It has. Because I can make the argument that he's not even the most valuable 76er. Because, look, they've played games with Harden and no Embiid, and they've still kind of looked like the 76ers, but Harden's getting them into and out of their offense. When they play without Harden and with Embiid, it's not even remotely the same. They can't get into their stuff. They struggle. Offense becomes a struggle. But I like over the Clippers, minus four and a half over the Bulls. The Bulls are fresh off of a win against the Lakers. But it's the second night of a back-to-back, and I think that the Clippers are going to get them today, and they'll be able to make that happen. Women's NCAA tournament. Tonight, I like uh, South Carolina, minus 14 against Maryland. South Carolina is ridiculous. I think they'll put it on them. And uh, that's the only game that I like from the women's tournament. So thanks to everybody for listening. That's going to put a pin in it for me. We're going to wrap up today's show tomorrow. We'll be back. They're going to be recapping all this Monday baseball, talking about all this Tuesday baseball that's going to be rained out. Um, But we'll be having a good show regardless. We'll try to have Stan on and everything in between, get some coaches on as well. You've been listening to Play by Play. Casey, just going to wrap it up. Have a great rest of the day, y'all. God bless. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun. 102.7 FM. The fr-